hopping right off into it. No reason to waste any more time. This is the Buffalo Bills roster review show post 2023 NFL draft. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the show. And if this is your first time listening to one of my podcast show, I am JCF, the creator, CFO, COO, CEO, all of those owner acronyms of this podcast started it back in August of 2019 and I am glad that you have decided to take a good 25 to 30 minutes of your own personal time which you can be doing anything else with and listen to this show my podcast show your podcast show our podcast show as I say so often on this Thursday 5182023 once again, it is Thursday, May the 18th, 2023, and I'm getting ready to grade out every positional classroom for your Buffalo Bills. The roster as it currently stands post 2023 NFL draft. All right. It is approximately 625 p.m. Atlantic Eastern Eastern Daylight Time. Good afternoon, early evening, as my grandmother always says. Early evening, welcome back to the show. 5.25 p.m. Central Daylight Time, 4.25 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time, and only, I say again, only 3.25 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Good afternoon, whichever part of this great country you are in, This is the Prophets Picks Football Podcast, Buffalo Bills roster review post-2023 NFL Draft. Alaska, what's up? An hour behind LA and the rest of the West Coast. It is 2.26 p.m. now. A minute later, Alaskan Standard Time or Alaskan Daylight Time and Aloha, Waikiki, Maui, all of the uh, Hawaiian Islands, Pearl Harbor Islands, and the capital of Hawaii, Honolulu. Aloha. Welcome back to the Province Picks Football Podcast Show. It is approximately 12.26 p.m. Hawaiian Standard Time. At the bottom of the hour, just afternoon, literally and figuratively, in Hawaii, a place that I still I'm looking forward to visiting one day. So earlier this afternoon during the lunch hour here on the Prophets Picks Football Podcast show, I was on my lunch break. Yes, I was on my lunch break. I was not working and recording podcasts. Don't do things like that. That's called stealing time. However, I did in fact on my lunch break earlier today do the roster review for the New England Patriots post-2023 NFL draft. And to my surprise, uh, the New England Patriots, as nameless as some of the guys are, nameless meaning that that there aren't a wide conundrum of superstars or name recognizable players on their roster, um, they still graded out to be an A-minus overall by the end of that show and um i would uh, admonish you to go and listen to that show um it was pretty good um if i don't say so myself i have i've had shows that were better and uh i've had shows that completely and totally sucked but i published it anyways so um i can laugh at myself make fun of myself i believe i have a pretty good sense of humor Um, especially when it comes to myself. So, uh, yeah, that was not always the case. But listen to the the Patriots post-2023 NFL draft. Um, Hopefully, uh, you will enjoy it, especially if you are a Patriots fan. If you are a Buffalo Bills fan, guess what? This is your show. So I hope you are like... The wisest of wolves, the wisest of foxes. I hope you are the right now the wisest of a German Shepherd, a Rockweiler, or a Doberman pitcher right now. No, I'm not trying to call you a dog. What I am saying is I hope your ears are perked up and you're listening 
if you are in fact a Buffalo Bills fan because if you are this is your show I'm going to give you which you all probably already have this but I'm going to give it to you again but before I give you what I'm referring to again I'm going to tell you the undrafted rookie free agents that were signed by the Buffalo Bills first and then I will of course give you the draft picks for the Buffalo Bills last month in the 2023 NFL draft and then I will go ahead and move forward into grading out the entirety of the Buffalo Bills roster every positional room then I will grade out the offense as a whole then I will grade out the defense as a whole and then I will grade the entirety of the team out as a whole and I can tell you right now uh, Buffalo Bills fans I'm going to be tough on you guys. I'm going to be tough on you guys. And the reason why is because you allowed the Cincinnati Bengals to roll on up north off in your stadium this past January and just straight lay the smack if down if upon an if your candy, you know what ifs. I mean, the Bengals just pimp smacked you guys all around your own field. In your own weather, by the way. Yeah, it snows in the Queens City of Cincinnati, Ohio. But it snows more in Buffalo. Who living in this country alive right now does not know that? And if you are alive and you're living in this country and you're about my age or a little bit younger, a little bit older, and you don't know that, where in the heck have you been the last two years? Where the heck were you this past winter? I mean, we literally went from winter to summer here in Houston and it got cold not super duper cold where it was gonna snow now it snowed in Dallas more than once but how do you let the Bengals roll into your home stadium let a pimp smackdown upon you in a divisional playoff round I mean you guys couldn't even make it back to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs for round two. Buffalo Bills, come on, man. Come on. You guys got to get it together. I know it's over with and it's done, but look, good news is you got some pretty good guys that you signed as undrafted rookie free agents. Some of these names I know, and yes, it is 2023 post NFL draft um, undrafted players Um, but you guys also drafted some pretty good players as well and the number one thing that is going to matter at the end of the day is how healthy will all of these guys be when it's time for the season to come about and during the season can they stay healthy and um, there is a lot of work to do for the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills invited one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players to minicamp. Um, minicamps has either happened or there will be another one coming up pretty soon. Um, players that the Buffalo Bills did not like in that minicamp or the one that's coming up, they will bring in players from other mini camps that other teams did not like especially teams that are within their own division and I talked about this earlier today during the lunch hour um, when I did the roster review for the New England Patriots and what I talked about was this you got to get somebody that's not known that it's not well scouted from one of these undrafted rookies You got to get one of these guys on your team. And that was not what I talked about earlier this afternoon. It's just something that I thought about and I figured I would get it out before I forgot. But what I did talk about this afternoon is this. You got Josh Allen. Tua Tungvaloa is with my Miami Dolphins. Prayerfully, he stays healthy this year. Mac Jones more than likely is the starter coming out of training camp later on this year at the end of of July and 
for the New York Jets, you're going to have to face Aaron Rodgers if you're the Buffalo Bills secondary. And last time I checked, just like Joe Burrow has ice running through his veins and he's a cool, calm, collected fellow, no matter what the what the score is in the fourth quarter. Aaron Rodgers was here on this earth before Joe Burrow was, and he was getting it done before Joe Burrow was. And he had ice in his veins before Joe Burrow. And I don't think he's lost anything. He dealt with a lot of injuries last season, a lot. One injury that we know about is the thumb injury. Pretty sure he had other injuries that he dealt with, but we didn't know about them. And the Buffalo Bills secondary has got to face a healthy Tua Tungvaloa. Hopefully he stays healthy. A healthy Aaron Rodgers. He is healthy. And again, you got to face Mac Jones. Now, if you're a Buffalo Bills secondary, you're not really too afraid of said Mac Jones. You are afraid of a healthy Aaron Rodgers. And you doggone shoulder afraid. Or should I say you're doggone show, sure are afraid of a healthy Tua Tungvaloa. Because we know he was just throwing darts all over the field. I mean, a couple of years ago when um, the Dolphins went out to Arizona and the Arizona Cardinals were 5-2. and two, Tua Tungvaloa didn't have all of the weapons that he has now and he was tossing darts around the field. So this is something to think about. Right now for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, you need help in the secondary. And the other good news is Damar Hamlin will return to full active duty. So we're all jacked up and excited about that. And last but certainly not least, Buffalo Bills, they had to get help on offense as well as the defense. So not only are you drafting the best player available during the draft last month in April, but you're also getting players on parts of the team or areas of the team, I should say, that you need immediate help on. You need immediate help in the wide receiver room. You need immediate help in the tight end room. You need immediate help in the offensive line room for uh, reserve players for backup. Okay. You need immediate help in the secondary. Linebackers, okay for the most part. Now, they lost Tremaine Edmonds to um, the Chicago Bears. Duh, Bears. Lost Tremaine Edmonds to Duh, Bears. But you still got more linebackers than you do secondary. And once again, DeMar Hamlin will be returning to full strength. He was cleared 1,000% healthy to resume full active NFL play. Uh, I think it was, what, maybe a couple of months ago? So that's amazing news because we're on the brink of um, the month of June as summer is literally peaking around the corner, even though I can argue it's summer right now. I just came from outside. had to make a quick run from my uh, for Arigato Joey and uh, it's 90 degrees outside and it feels hotter than that. So, uh, yeah, players that were undrafted by all 32 NFL teams, however, were signed by the Buffalo Bills to be a part of the NFL franchise of the Buffalo Bills until they prove that they don't fit what the Bills are looking for. And that is running back Jordan Mims from Fresno State, Tyrell Shavers from San Diego State, already starting off with California in the West Coast, and then going to central eastern part of the country at South Alabama, Jalen Wayne. I remember watching him uh, play in a few of those collegiate games. Man, I wish it was college football season right now. I'm kind of jonesing for it. Richard Gorage from Florida, offensive tackle. Offensive tackle Noah Henderson from Eastern Carolina. So the Buffalo Bills worked their way from the West Coast back to the East Coast and then picking up DJ Dale from Alabama. And I don't know why this kid didn't get drafted. Maybe he didn't get a lot of playing time. Maybe there's not a lot of tape on him because we all know Alabama puts players into the league. That goes without saying. Now, there's an extra section here 
as only six players that were undrafted were signed by the Buffalo Bills after the NFL draft. But again, seven players, I believe I counted earlier, were uh, invited to minicamp. So they are essentially a part of the undrafted rookie free agents. And that is Isaiah Bowser from the University of Central Florida. I remember watching him play uh, last season. Offensive guard Josh Donovan from Arizona. Uh, Defensive lineman uh, KD Hill from Ole Miss. And then Teron Vincent or Taron Vincent, however you want to pronounce it, T-A-R-O-N is his first name from The Ohio State University. Now, here it is again. I don't know why these two kids didn't get drafted. Ole Miss puts these guys out. We already know The Ohio State University puts players into the NFL. If you're looking at uh, Khalil Mack for the San Diego Los Angeles Chargers, excuse me, then you know Buffalo has a propensity of putting out players. James Patterson is a linebacker from Buffalo. He was invited to minicamp. And then three safeties. And this confirms what I talked about early on in the show with the Buffalo Bills better find some secondary help and they better find it ASAP. And the reason why I said it is because they got Joe Foucha from LSU. Again, LSU puts players into the NFL, especially at the defensive back position. I don't know why this kid was drafted. Between Foucha, Vincent from from the Ohio State, Hill and Dell from Alabama, Hill from Ole Miss. Not too certain why these guys didn't get drafted. All I know is there's there's a high chance that these guys didn't play a lot. And if you don't play a lot in college, that's because the players that are playing, they are playing better than you, even if those players suck. <laughs> so uh, Javon Scruggs from Liberty University. Uh, at safety and then Morgan love this last name vest from Northern Arizona Um, he is a safety so there it is the majority of the Buffalo Bills uh, minicamp invite invitees and undrafted rookie free agents the majority of these guys are defensive players Um, two running backs two wide receivers and then uh, two offensive tackles and an offensive guard that is a total of two four uh, six, seven offensive players. Uh, the rest of these guys are defensive players. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven defensive players. Six offensive players, seven defensive players, which basically, again, proves the statement that I made a few moments ago. Buffalo Bills went into the draft, went into the offseason after getting boat raced, out physical, and outmanned against the Cincinnati Bengals in their home stadium, by the way, on a snowy January afternoon in a divisional playoff round, AFC North versus AFC East. They needed help. And the first pick that they got was 25th overall, Dalton Kincaid from Utah. Osiris Torrance was the 59th pick overall, 28th in the NFL draft. Um, And I got to pull up something where this tells me uh, where the players uh, played their college football at because what's in front of me right now is not helping a brother out. Um, And I probably should have checked that before I even started recording. And of course I didn't. But however, uh, Kincaid from Utah, uh, Torrance in the second round from the University of Florida. And then... Um, the Buffalo Bills got linebacker Dorian Williams, 91st overall in the third round. Uh, Buffalo Bills in the fifth round, 150th overall from Arizona was the original owner of that pick. Wide receiver Justin Shorter from Florida. And then the Buffalo Bills did not have a fourth and or a sixth round pick this past NFL draft. So they picked up Nick Roker or Broker? The B could be silent. B-R-O-E-K-E-R, guard from Ole Miss. Perfect example. You got two players drafted from SEC schools in Florida. Or should I I say two players drafted from Florida and SEC school. And a total of two SEC schools with Nick Broker or Roker 
being drafted from Ole Miss. 230th overall 7th round. Two 7th round picks for the Buffalo Bills. 252nd overall 7th round. Alex Austin, cornerback. Oregon State University. Now, with that being said, Buffalo Bills have a total of 6 draft picks to go with the 6 undrafted rookie free agents that they signed. And then the invitees, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, excuse me. It was not seven, it was nine. To go with the nine mini camp invitees and then the seven undrafted, or should I say the six undrafted uh, rookie free agents and their six draft picks. So that's a lot of bodies. Six and six is 12. Uh, six, uh, 12, uh, 15 uh, at 3, 15, 16, 17, 18. That's a total of 18 new players, not counting the unrestricted uh, free agents that they signed uh, in March when free agency started, mid-March. Um, one player I forgot to mention, long snapper Aaron Belinsky, University of Syracuse, the Orangemen, or the Orange, I'm sorry, they changed that years ago. Orangemen was considered a slanderous racist term. Um, I don't ever remember hearing anybody being called an orangeman. So um, whichever um, creed or heritage that is, um, I would really like to know. But yeah, um, they were called the orangeman for years and it's an orange, which is a fruit and men play football. So that's why they came up with orangeman so many years ago. But I guess there's some type of a racist, slanderous type of thing back then. You know, years ago when the country was going politically correct, Washington got rid of their old baseball team's name. They got rid of the Washington Bullets and changed them to the Wizards. Like, that's anything better. Wizard is demonic and, and witchcraft as well. But they're not knowledgeable of that. They're ignorant to that. Uh, Cleveland got rid of the Indians and they went to Cleveland. Uh, what is it? The Capitals? Cleveland, uh, I think it's Capitals. Is it Capitals? I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's when the country was doing the whole entire politically uh, correct thing, and we got to stop calling uh, these NFL franchises by these racist names. And I'm, I'm 100% on board with it. Um, but Orangeman, that was one that sort of kind of, that one didn't click. Um, I'll probably research it more after this podcast show. Because I would really like to know. I've been wondering about that for years now. Um, and it's been some years since they took, since they dropped the M-E-N off of Orange and uh, just went to Syracuse Orange. But, um, and who knows, maybe it had nothing to do with racism. Maybe it was just, it sounds cooler. Because honestly, Orange does sound cooler. You know, uh, teams like, uh, what is it? Uh, I can't think of any NFL teams right now. Um or any teams for that matter with a very cool name without an S at the end of it. But just orange alone, that does sound very cool. Um, I can think of a WNBA team, um, the Lynx. I don't know which city that this WNBA basketball team plays in, but Lynx, I always thought that that was a very cool um, name. So getting back on track here, um, Buffalo Bills quarterback classroom obviously is an A+. Plus. Um, excuse me. It goes without me even explaining or going into detail. It's Josh freaking Allen. All right. Okay. And he can't win a game all by himself. He needs help. Any franchise quarterback needs help. Tom Brady didn't win every Super Bowl he went to. He was in 11 Super Bowls, people. 11. Can you imagine... I mean, how much people hate him right now. Can you imagine how much people would hate him if he won all 11 Super Bowls? We got to remember, lost to the Eagles in Minnesota, then went to Atlanta the following year and won. Lost to the Giants twice. Okay, he's got seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, I'm sorry. He was in uh, 10 Super Bowls. But can you imagine if he won all 10? And quite frankly, he was close to being in more than 10 when you count the conference championship games that the Patriots somehow, some way found a way to lose 
one of those is in Denver, but that was just a really good Denver Broncos football team. That defense was historic. All right. Kyle Allen, no relation to Josh Allen. And how many last name Allen quarterbacks are in the NFL? Um, last night I was on Madden after Bible class and I was going through the roster and I'm like, Jesus Christ, how many guys with the last name Allen has been in the NFL at quarterback over the years? I mean, Austin Allen, Bryce Allen, Brian Allen, Brandon Allen, Kyle Allen, Josh Allen. And the only ones that's been hanging around not named Josh Allen has been Kyle, Brian, and Brandon. And I don't even think Brian is any longer in the NFL. I just think it's the poor man's Allens or Kyle right now and and uh, Brandon. And of course, uh, Brandon was with Buffalo, I beg your pardon, Denver. And then he was with the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, if it's not Brandon, then it's Brian. But there's been a lot of guys with the last name Allen that aren't related to each other in the NFL. Just something that I found very weird in a cool way. And um, Kyle Allen signed from, uh, I don't even know where he was at before. I think he was with, I know he went to Houston University, Cougs. Uh, but he's 27 years of age, going into his fifth year, 6'3", 210. And then Matt Barkley, we all know who that guy is, 6'2", 234, 32 years of age, going into his 10th year from USC. Um, I'm trying to remember where Kyle Allen uh, was last playing his NFL football at. I believe it was the Carolina Panthers that gave him um, a few opportunities uh, to at least try to be a starter. Uh, and I am right. 2018 Carolina, 2019 Carolina, Commanders 2020 and 2021. Uh, then he was with the Houston Texans uh, last year for a quick cup of coffee and uh, strolled up to the northwest side of the state of New York, not East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, once again, quarterback classroom is an A+. Josh freaking Allen. What else do I need to say? Um, Latavius Murray is a running back with the Buffalo Bills now. Speaking of getting somebody some help, 6'3", 230, 33 years of age, threes are wild with uh, his stat line. Uh, he's going into his 11th year from Central Florida. And you got James Cook, Dalvin Cook's little brother. Uh, he's going into his second year from Georgia. Damian Harris, I talked about him earlier today, found his way from Foxborough, Massachusetts. He went west, northwest to uh, Orchard Park, New York, 5'11", 213, 26 years of age, going into his fifth year. And then you got Naheem Hines. He was traded for, oh God, I can't think of his name, but he was traded for that guy last year. And they they both, they're basically the same guy at running back. I'll, I'll have his name before the show runs out because it's going to drive me nuts if I don't figure it out. And it's going to literally drive me nuts during this show if I don't figure it out. And it's going to prolong this show. And I don't want this show to be longer than 30 minutes. So, um, Zach Moss. Thank you, God. The memory of righteousness is blessed. Zach Moss was traded for uh, Naheem Hines. And this is my thing. Naheem Hines going into his sixth year in North Carolina State, 5'9", 196. He was doing everything for the Colts before Jonathan Taylor arrived. And when Jonathan Taylor got hurt, he was really doing everything for him, for the Colts. So why trade him away and get rid of him? And why couldn't Buffalo find something to do for him when they got him? I mean, this is a very talented running back room right now. And somebody really good is going to go to another NFL franchise and end up being a starting back there. Because James Cook, Damian Harris, formerly of the Patriots, Naheem Hines, started from time to time for the Colts before Jonathan Taylor arrived. And then Latavius Murray, he's been all over the NFL. All of these guys are starting running backs. And you got to have a stable of horses, as they like to say. And uh, once again, Bill's offense starting off real good. A-plus quarterback room, A-plus running back room. How does those tight ends and H-backs and fullbacks look? Let's see. Quentin Morris, 6'2", 252, 24 years of age, going into his second year from Bowling Green. Dawson Knox, 6'4", 254, 26 years of age, going into his fifth year from Mississippi or just Ole Miss. Um, Dalton Kincaid, he is, in fact, a rookie. Hopefully, the injury that he suffered last year that basically wiped out his final year 
at the University of Utah. Um, hopefully he's recovered from that. If he is, this is an A-plus tight end room. You also have another tight end there by the name of Zach Davidson. And then you got fullback Reggie Gilliam, uh, six feet two, folded full, 25 years of age, going into his fourth year from University of Toledo. And uh, with Gilliam as a serviceable player, uh, Davidson, if he makes the roster backing up, Morris, if he makes the roster backing up, I believe he got a touchdown last season against my Miami Dolphins. Um, this tight ends, H back, fullback classroom is a grade of an A minus which makes you wonder why I said I was going to be difficult on the Bills because of their lackluster player performance. If it sounds like I haven't been bad on them thus far, trust me, it's coming. And I can't do anything but grade what I see with my own four eyes. Um, Gabe Davis, 62-25-24, fourth year from Central Florida. Buffalo Bills got a lot of players from Central Florida. Wonder how Central Florida kids from Orlando, Florida like the weather up there in Buffalo when it's snowing for basically like two, three months straight going over into spring and it's supposed to be springtime. Stefan Diggs, enough said. A plus wide receiver and Stefan Diggs. He will basically give the entire wide receiver classroom an A plus. But again, you got Gabe Davis, who was a pretty good number two wide receiver. Buffalo Bills believe they got better. I will agree with them. I believe they got better in the wide receiver room. I say that because they got Trent Sherfield, who was a pretty good backup going into a six year from Vanderbilt. Um, Buffalo Bills drafted Justin Shorter, 6'4", 223. God, they love these big wide receivers, man. Keyshawn Johnson, no, not that Keyshawn Johnson, not related to Keyshawn Johnson. His name is just K-E-E. Capital S-E-A-N, Keyshawn Johnson, 6'1", 201, 26 years of age, going into his third year from Fresno State, former Arizona Cardinal. Not only that, the Buffalo Bills got a former New Orleans Saint in Deontay Hardy, 5'6", inches tall, 170 pounds, 25 years of age, going into his fifth year from the University of, wait for it, here it comes, Assumption. And the wide receiver classroom with some of the guys I did not even mention is an A plus again Diggs Davis Shorter the rookie draft pick Hardy and then backup guys one I didn't mention Isaiah Coulter plus a few other guys we have to remember all of these guys that I'm naming on these roster review shows will not make the final roster but those guys that are going to get paid some money, they're going to make that final roster, you best believe. Because if not, Buffalo Bills going to take a cap hit. So they better make sure that they make the roster. I continue to forget because I waited so long to do the roster review shows. Some of the players that were um, signed by the Buffalo Bills and other NFL franchises. So when I get to the shows, I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot that guy joined this particular team. And um, some of those surprise names are coming up in a moment, especially in that secondary. And that's what I was talking about earlier in the show. Offensive line, last offensive unit for the Buffalo Bills. How will they grade out? Tommy Doyle is no longer a tight end for the Buffalo Bills. Um, He literally gained weight. And I believe his human body has finally stopped growing in height. He was not always six foot, eight inches tall. I believe at one point in time, he was 6'6", I think when he was drafted. Last year, I know for a fact, he was 6'7". He is now 6'8", 320. 25 years of age, going into his third year from Miami of Ohio. When you can take a tight end and make him an offensive line because he just will not stop growing, potential breakthrough player, this guy automatically gets an A+, from me. I don't care about anybody else. It's not anybody else's show. It's my show. He gets an A+. Deion Dawkins, 6'5", 320, uh, seven years in the league from Temple University, 29 years of age. Uh, he is a B-plus type of player. David Quinzenberry, the Quinzenberry family. Call us now at the Quinzenberry Associates. Sounds like a law firm. I love guys with the names of law firms. Uh, and I'll do you one better. Uh, Ryan Van DeMark, 
at 66307, going into his first year from UConn University. Uh, Quisenberry from San Jose State, by the way. His brothers play for the uh, Houston Texans. Um, I'll do you one better. The law firm of Quisenberry, Van DeMark, and Associates. How about that for a law firm, right? Uh, the tackle room on this offensive line for the Buffalo Bills um, it, it, it's an A plus. Um, offensive linemen, swing tackles, guards. Um, Greg Mance, former Dolphin, former Raven, um, going into his eighth year from Holy Toledo, Ohio, at six foot four inches tall, three hundred and two pounds. Um, Greg Mance is a pretty good player. Uh, he was a road grader for the uh, Baltimore Ravens. I don't know what happened with him there, but. Um, you got Ryan Bates, holdover from last year's roster, 6'4", 302, going into his fifth year from Penn State. Um, Osiris Torrance, the draft pick. Um, these guards are looking pretty good. I mean, the guard from Mississippi, Nick uh, Roker or Broker. Um, I really want to know how I pronounce his name. Um, Ike Bogater. I mean, they got some maulers on this line, man. And uh, a lot of these guys can go from guard to center. And the offensive line is going to get an A+. I'm just going to stop screwing around with it and you, Buffalo Bills fans. Uh, because Mitch Morse, at 6'6", six 305 pounds, 31 years of age, going into his ninth year from Mizzou University. Um, the, the former uh, Kansas City Chief. This offensive line, with just some of the names that I gave you, is, in fact, an A+. You can always Google Buffalo Bills roster. BuffaloBills.com will come up the official website of your Buffalo Bills. You can get news, videos, photos, team information, the schedule, uh, uh, screenshots and drawings and mock-ups of the new stadium that the Buffalo Bills are building. Um, the depth chart is not out yet. You can look up coaches, injury reports, transactions, NFL, hire me. I'm giving you guys a serious plug right now. Um, standings, the staff for Buffalo, all of that stuff, man. Is at buffalobills.com. All right, we have my talk time, seven minutes to be specific. Still got to do the entirety of the defense. Buffalo Bills offense graded out to be an A. It's freaking Josh Allen. What more do I need to say? All right, get on down, get on down the road with Boogie Basham at defensive end for the Buffalo Bills. 6'3, 274, 25 years of age, going into his third year from Wake Forest. Love this name. Kingsley Jonathan, formerly of your Green Bay Packers, 6'4", 260, 25 years of age from the University of Syracuse, the Orange. Uh, Shaq Lawson, 6'3", 265, 28 years of age, going into his eighth year from Clemson. Um, Greg Rousseau, we don't care about nobody except just you, 6'6", 266, going into his third year from the U. 23 years of age, defensive line, AJ Espinessa from Iowa as well. Uh, yeah, A plus. Uh, Cortez Broton going into his third year from Cincinnati. Uh, Eli Anku from uh, University of California, Los Angeles going into his sixth year. Uh, you got Brandon Bryant going into his second year. Uh, told you about DJ Dell, the rookie. And then a few days ago, uh, let me let me finish though, because I'm getting too excited here. Um, this is the reason why these guys got an A plus. Kendall Vickers, Tim Settle, Jordan Phillips, Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, all of those defensive tackles that I just named, they are all starters side by side on any NFL roster. Pick a team for Jones, Oliver, Phillips, Settle, and Vickers. And throw two of those guys that I just named, any two, any combination of those two guys on all 32 rosters, they are starters on a defensive line. Week one, they're starters. And if they're not starters, they're going to get some sick, some significant playing time. Significant playing time. All right. Um. Puna Ford was picked up by the Buffalo Bills a few weeks ago. And 
this is the signing that literally has put the Buffalo Bills defensive line way over an A+. This is a situation where if I could give them multiple pluses by that A grade, um, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, you better believe I definitely would do that. But it just doesn't make any sense to do so. So, yeah. Um, With that being said, offensive line, A+. A+. I mean, already told you about the other guys on this defensive line. But when you add in Puna Ford, 5'11", 3'10", he's only 27 years of age. This guy is still young. He's been in the league now, going into his sixth season. 27 years of age, and he's already been in the league six years from the University of Texas. This guy is a beast. He's a former Seattle Seahawk. Why would I not give the Buffalo Bills defensive line an A+. I would be a fool not to. Brylan Balen Spector, right? Cool last name. Six feet, 233, 24 years of age. Going into his second year from Clemson. Um, Shane Ray, oh my God. Comes out of retirement. The former Denver Bronco went into retirement early. He had some injuries. He wanted to get his life together. He did that. He's 30 years of age. He's going into his fifth year from Missouri University. Um, I think the last team he was with before he retired was Buff uh, Baltimore. Congratulations, man. It's been a minute. Um, loved watching that guy play in Missouri. Loved watching him play for uh, the Denver Broncos when he was healthy. Um, Von Miller will return to full strength um, with Von Miller alone. That's an A-plus linebacker classroom. And this is part of the reason why I said the Buffalo Bills really don't need a lot of help in the linebacker room. Um, but just to make sure that they didn't, they added, again, Shane Ray. They added um, Traven Howard, formerly of the Rams, 6'1", 219, going into his fifth year from TCU. And then they added from uh, Baylor, Terrell Bernard. Now, not sure where Bernard was last season, possibly with the Buffalo Bills, not sure. 6'1", 224, 24 years of age, going to his second year. But um, with Tyler Medikavich and A.J. Klein, Matt Milano, the best linebacker on a lot of football uh, defenses. One of the most underrated linebackers in all of the NFL. Matt Milano, the biggest overachiever in NFL history, if you ask me. Standing at 6 feet, 223 pounds, 28 years of age, going into a seventh season Boston College. Dorian Williams, rookie linebacker from Tulane. These linebackers are a B+. Sorry, Bills fans. Vaughn Miller has to be 100% healthy. And Vaughn Miller really is an edge rusher in this Buffalo Bills defense than he is a linebacker. He's more of a uh, fingers in the uh, rubber pellets because of the field that the Buffalo Bills play on. Uh, fingers in the dirt, rubber pellets, three fingers down. He's not that exceptional outside a uh, rushing guy. Uh, hopefully he returns to full strength. Now this is where the bread gets buttered for the Buffalo Bills this year. Tredavious White, cornerback, going into a seven-year, 5'11", 192, 28 years of age, Louisiana State. After that, who do the Buffalo Bills have at cornerback? They got a rookie in Alex Austin. That's it. Dane Jackson did pretty good last year. He did okay. Kyer Elam did okay last year, especially once DeMar Hamlin went down. But Tredavious White is your top-tier shutdown Revis Island cornerback. And he's an A-plus player. Can he return to top form, though, before he suffered an injury a couple of years ago that knocked him out for the season? Hopefully the words that I'm using right now in all honesty with my opinion, it's just my opinion, will motivate the Buffalo Bills secondary. I'm not going to lie. I don't want to see the Buffalo Bills win a Super Bowl before my Miami Dolphins. But however, 
a team that has been to the playoffs in recent years multiple times, been to four Super Bowls in a row. When I was a kid, watching those guys lose the way that they did, that was heartbreaking, man. It really was. And I just know how Bills fans feel. I mean, team talented as heck is the Buffalo Bills. And with that being said, the Buffalo Bills cornerbacks with their safeties, DeMar Hamlin returns, Micah Hyde is now a B-minus type of player, DeMar Hamlin is growing to that A-plus type of player. This is the thing that I was talking about earlier when I said players, or should I say uh, rosters. Um, Players are signed from during free agency, and I forgot about it because I waited so late to do roster review shows. Yeah, Taylor Rapp is going to solidify that entire secondary for the Buffalo Bills. It don't matter that Micah Hyde is back. It don't matter that Damar Hamlin is 100% once again has been cleared to play. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poirier both came into the league the same year. Poirier from Oregon State, Hyde from Iowa. One of these guys came from Green Bay. I believe it was Hyde. Poirier came from the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And they both have been in Buffalo and grown and gotten better together in Buffalo since their arrival together in Buffalo. Both of them are six feet tall. Uh, Hyde is 197 and Poirier is 191. Both of these guys are 32 years of age. But again, Taylor Rapp, he's going to be on the field. He's going to be on the field as a starter. He's not younger than Damar Hamlin. But he has what the Buffalo Bills want. All of the players in the Buffalo Bills want. And that is a Super Bowl. And because of Jordan Poirier, because of Micah Hyde, because of Damar Hamlin, because of Taylor Rapp, and more specifically because of Taylor Rapp more so than Hyde and Poirier, because again, they're getting up there. The defensive backs with Tredarius White, even though the other cornerbacks are like, yeah, okay. Secondary for the Buffalo Bills get an A-plus as well. Guess what? A-plus offense, A-plus defense. You got a team in Buffalo that gets an A-plus. On tomorrow, the Prophets Picks Perspective returns for that weekly install. Hopefully, the lunch hour will go Accordingly, and I will record the show then. And then, if that works out after work, I will do the roster review of your New York football Jets. This is one that I'm looking forward to. Um, the Profits Picks perspective on tomorrow, I'm going to do part two of the NFL scheduling. Um, not necessarily what I feel are flaws in it. But I'm just going to talk about specific details and things that kind of caught my attention, um, things that stand out, things that are very unique. And uh, here's the thing. We talk about this stuff early on, right before the season comes and then the season gets here and we've forgotten all about it. Not only that, midway through the season, towards the end of the season, you're going to have a lot of what we call flex scheduling, which will ultimately change some of these games that we were screaming to the high heavens about earlier in the year when the schedule first came out. This has been the Prophets Picks Football Podcast Show, your 2023 roster review of the Buffalo Bills post NFL draft. Everybody stay safe out there. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday night. One.
time for promotions here at the Prophets Picks Football Podcast show once again. And I will start with my daughter, as I always do. Very beautiful, just like her mother in Atlanta, Georgia. The best nail technician for your toes as well inside the 285 perimeter and or outside of the 285 perimeter once again in atlanta georgia jonesboro georgia to be specific nails by a money is the name of her business and the address is 258 south main street suite f jonesboro georgia 302 Three, six. Keeping it all in the family here at the Props Fix Football Podcast Show. And next up is Arigato Joey at SoundCloud.com. Once again, that is A-R-I, G as in GOAT, A-T-O-J-O-E-Y at SoundCloud.com. The missus has a bunch of businesses herself, and I will start with ShopNeoLife.com forward slash Forest Health. Once again, that is ShopNeoLife.com forward slash my last name and the word health, F-O-R-R-E-S-T-H-E-A-L-T-A. You can hit her up at heavenlyhairbrand.com. And if you have any questions and you need some info about uh, heavenlyhairbrand.com, you can contact her at info at heavenlyhairbrand.com. Also, last but certainly not least, Forced Crafts and Custom Designs. And once again, that is two R's in our last name, F-O-R-R-E-S-T, Forced Crafts and custom designs there is a instagram page for heavenlyhairbrand.com and there is a youtube page or should i say a facebook page for forest crafts and custom designs last but certainly not least moi you're listening to them spotify for podcasters i'm on amazon uh radio or should i say amazon audio i am on iHeartRadio. i am on pandora I am on Instagram at the Prophets Picks 2019. You can also locate me on Twitter, Prophets underscore Picks. I'm on YouTube as well, the Prophets Picks 2019. That is the year that the podcast show started. And the Prophets Picks at gmail.com is the email address. Hit me up sometime. Check me out. I am literally everywhere. Facebook as well. Coming up next, another edition of the Prophet's Picks football podcast show. Hope you enjoy it. Listen to the end.